to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city, we're locking the statements. Streaming every Friday. Ladies and gentlemen, we are, look at Joe. Joe comes in. I was just about to say something, but Joe came in. It was like the middle of Joe, and it kind of it kind of froze as you were coming to sit down, Joe. I don't know what's going on with the computer right now. See, he's like blurry right now, currently. I don't know what's going on, but yes. Uh, uh, yeah, Cox we, Internet sucks. How about that? Yeah, I guess so. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we'll come back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City. So comment, like, subscribe, or share. I was going to say, I'm Trevor Keys alongside Ted Keys and the Invisible Man because Joe wasn't there about 10 seconds ago. But he is back, and the trio is back. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Postseason football is back. Yes, that brings happiness and excitement, but that also brings some sadness because we are less than a month away from the end of football, so let's enjoy what we have because we have a spectacular Super Wild Card Weekend, the second annual Super NFL Super Wild Card Weekend like we did last year, first time last year, with seven teams making it a huge success. We are looking for Part 2 to be just as good as it was last year, and hell, just as good as the 2021 NFL season. It's been a tremendous year. First 18 weeks, If unless you're a New York Giant fan, Ted, look who's calling. Always. Always. Mom. Hilarious. If it, if, it isn't mom, if it isn't mom, it's dad. Mom and dad calling at the same It's always something. It's always something. But, yeah, speaking of always something, well, it's another year that we can be talking about pressure. And we're talking about today, it's all NFL. We will be talking about the two one seeds. I know that they're not playing, but I want to talk about the two one seeds. Who's more likely to make Super Bowl 56? And then we will talk about, I mean, tough to choose because there are some great, great games. We've got rematches. we got division match and divisional matchups. Which game are you most interested in from all three of us? Well, I'm, I'm curious to see who we're going to say. We'll talk about that. But like I was saying, everybody talks about pressure. We talk about pressure from the beginning of the year all the way to now. Well, we always talk about players. I want to talk about teams because players, it's easy. I feel like we'll all be in the same boat of players that are going to be coming into this postseason facing immense pressure. I think this year it's different with the teams because of the factor of how crazy this season has been, how so up and down, twisted turns, turpsy turnsy. That's how it's kind of been this year. But when we look at teams coming into this postseason, there's three teams. I, t- I said four. I had four, but Ted gave me a point because we're going to talk about one of those teams in a few minutes. There's three teams this this postseason specifically for me, and I don't know if anybody else agrees with it. I think because I can look through it just quickly. Raiders and Eagles, two teams that are happy to be there. They don't have any pressure. The Bengals, they're going to be there for some time. I don't expect them to have any pressure. The Steelers are the same way. The Niners don't face any pressure. The Chiefs. What do the Chiefs have pressure to face? Because they've already been there. They've been dominating the AFC. The Bucs, they already won the championship. There's no pressure on the Bucs to do anything. It comes down to three teams for me, and I think it's the easiest three teams for all three of us to speak, and many more in this field. It's the Buffalo Bills. It's the L.A. Rams. And, of course, it's once again the Dallas Cowboys. Well, because they are in the playoffs, and every time the Dallas Cowboys are in, we talk about pressure because, well, they haven't been to the moment where they've dominated for quite some time 20 years ago 30 plus years ago now it's now they're just trying to get back to an NFC title game the Rams we already know the story of the Rams they went all in they went in to go get Matthew Stafford Von Miller Dell Beckham Jr they tried to bring in their soup their version of a super team well now the pressure's on after going into the playoffs struggling and then the Buffalo Bills a team that many had going to the Super Bowl and hell even winning the Super Bowl but had some bumps in the roads this season They've managed to win, reclaim the AFC East again, but they have to face those New England Patriots once again. So let me start off with Ted. Ted, out of the three teams, I did have the Packers in this because, well, they are deservingly so, face a lot of pressure once again, even though they are the one seed. But we'll stick to three teams because it is Super Wild Card weekend. So to you, Ted, is it the Bills, is it the Rams, or is it the boys? So as you're discussing this, you know how I 
how I am. I can't make my mind up. Yeah. It's like food. I want to order everything at the table because one one appetizer isn't good enough. So let's get three just so I can pick. Because my initial thought is it's th- it's an easy answer. It's the LA Rams, right? Th- they gave up draft picks. They went to get Matthew Stafford. They went to get Von Miller. They went to get Beckham. But I think with that team, it's more about players, player pressure than it is about team. So that's why I'm going to go back to old number one. I'm going to go back to the Cowboys. All right. And the reason why I say the Cowboys is because anytime the Cowboys make the playoffs, there is more pressure on the Dallas Cowboys than I feel like than any team in the, in the NFL. There's a certain expectation, right? Hate them or love them. They have one, if not other than the Steelers, the most prominent fan base in all of America, right? Look at the Packers, too. That, too. But I feel like the Cowboys, they're up there, right? And I would put them in number one, if not number two, beyond the Steelers. And the reason why I say the Cowboys is because this is the best Cowboy team that I can think of wholeheartedly since their last Super Bowl win. Now, you might say they have some flaws on the defense because they're, they're not great at anything, but they're so opportunistic. But you got to say the Dallas Cowboys aren't great at any at, at anything. On defense, they're not they're not a great run stop a team, and they're not a great pass defense. But they're opportunistic. They kind of remind me of the Saints team that won with Drew Brees. They weren't a great defense, but if they remember, they led the league in takeaways. Yeah. Dallas that got paid. The offensive line's getting older. I think there's an immense pressure on this Dallas Cowboy team, and even Jerry Jones said it's Super Bowl or bust. And I know you could say that with all three teams, but here's one stat that I will tell you. The Dallas Cowboys, their last eight wins, five of their wins were teams that are not in the playoffs and were below 500. Their three losses were to playoff teams. This team has beaten up on the NFC East the last couple of years because of how poorly the NFC East is. And that stems to a lot of not having none of those three teams having a real quarterback in the league. How many times are we going to watch Dallas make the playoffs and and not succeed, right? You could sit here, and here's the thing. It's the 49ers, right? It's There's there's a certain expectation. Everyone this weekend, and the reason why I say this and this part of the reason why I went over is everyone is picking the 49ers, I feel like, this week to beat Dallas, right? It's the, the 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 betting the public is on 49ers beating Dallas. It's not Arizona beating the Rams, it's not the Patriots beating the Bills, it's the 49ers because of the play of the 49ers, physicality, the ability to run the ball, Kyle Shanahan, that defense with Nick Bosa being health, healthy. They can do things that can cause Dallas havoc. And I think if Dallas loses this week, whoo boy. I just think another Sad, pathetic ending to a great Dallas season. Joseph? He's on mute. Oh, wait, Joe, we got to get you back on Oh, hold on. Kevin muted you. Yeah, it's the the Bills. It's the Bills. This this was supposed to be the Bills' year, like you said. The Chiefs got off to a terrible start. You had every reason to think that Buffalo would, would still run the East. And you know, put itself in position to be a number one seed. And none of that worked out They're, I know they won the division, but let's be honest. They're the number two team in the AFC, like they were for 20 years. And so it, it, look, I, I think if there's a team that's got to, that's got to really have a great postseason, it's the bills, because I think you got to look at these other teams. And I mean, the other teams in the division are getting good. The AFC as a whole, has like a dozen pretty good teams, and they're only going to get better in the next year. So I think the Bills, I think what what looked like a window of opportunity has absolutely slammed shut on them, and I I don't think they make it out of the first round of this postseason. It's funny you said that, Joe, because I I was going to go with the Bills as well, too. I only said that in the factor of, well, the AFC this year specifically, you said down the road the AFC is going to be stacked. It's going to be – the competition is going to be at an all-time high. I feel like with the with the AFC being as wide open as it has been this entire season, this is for the taken. I mean, the Chiefs are going to be there. The Tennessee Titans, yes, they're the one seed, but they are a – let's be honest, a, 
a disrespected one seed because no many, not many people in the NFL world. Maybe it'll be different with Derrick Henry coming back now, and he'll be and they'll be fully healthy once they start in the divisional round. Not many people are giving them credit, and they're a good football team. But I think after those two teams, who else in the AFC are you taking? Like, yeah, the Steelers. Realistically, no. I mean, if they do, bravo. Same with the Raiders. Same with the Bengals. And if the Patriots do it, would we really be surprised? Because it's Bill Belichick and the Patriots. This is a, a an opportunity for the Bills to really take grasp, not just of the AFC East, but for the AFC, because you've already beaten the Chiefs this year. You dominate them in Arrowhead. And I know you lost to the Titans, but this is for you. This, this is You came into the season, people expected you to be the team that was going to represent the AFC. Most people, other than the Chiefs, it was either the Bills or the Chiefs. Those are the two teams. I still feel this way that there's three teams right now in the AFC that have a viable uh, op- option or legitimate um, chance to make it to Super Bowl 56. I know the Rams. My thing with the Rams is I don't think it's the Rams that face the pressure. I think to me, I, the Rams face pressure. But I think to me it's more of Matthew Stafford who faces all the pressure in the world. I think he's the one person in this entire postseason Maybe with the exception of Dak Prescott and no, see, I hold on, and Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford is the one player I would say. I don't say the Rams as a team face the pressure. I say they do, but more of to the trade of Matthew Stafford because this. Well, is I, the agree. I agree. I agree with you, that. This is the reason why. Hold on. Goes. This is the reason why you went for this trade. You went out to go trade get Jared Goff because you felt like he wasn't good enough to get you over the hump. You're coming into this playoffs now not on a high note. Yeah, you won the division. Congratulations. But it's kind of like last year with like Seattle. Like Seattle won the division last year. If we don't if we all don't remember, they won the division. But we weren't confident in them going into the playoffs when you were playing a team in a division foe like the Rams, like they did last year. And they got beat at home. Could this be the same? Could we see the same history repeat itself come Monday night? I say the pressure is more on Matthew Stafford than it is the Rams. But both, if I had to, the Rams face pressure, but Matthew Stafford faces a whole nother stratosphere of the word pressure. Well, because guess what? All we've been hearing, and even from you, Ted, and Joe, you can back me up on this. All we've been hearing this year is, oh, Matthew Stafford is going to be the way, going to be the answer. He's going to be the way that the New uh, not the New York Giants, they're going to get, the LA Rams are going to get to the Super Bowl because of Matthew Stafford. And now we're sitting here saying, let's pump the brakes. Well, I would put it this way, and I do agree with you. I would say Josh Allen would have second most pressure behind Stafford. That's part of the reason why I didn't choose the Rams. Yes, they the Rams have pressure. And, and you have pressure be, when you make moves for a guy like Matthew Stafford, when you bring in a Jalen Ramsey, when you bring in a Von Miller, when you bring in an Odell Beckham, when you make all these moves, there's only one reason why, right? This is an all-in win-now mode because, you know, like – who knows what the Rams will be next year, right? They'll probably have to they'll have to probably maybe trade some of these guys. I don't know if you guys just saw them. They just signed Eric Weddle. He had not yep. retired. Former uh Charger, Charger LA Ram, Baltimore Raven, Raven. Ram. Mm-hmm. So we'll see who a guy who has which is amazing, who hasn't played all season. I don't even know if he played last year. I can't remember. He hasn't played in two seasons. So I mean he is a veteran. The guy is smart. Maybe he can uh participate in special things, but the thing with the Rams is the Rams go when Matthew Stafford goes. Matthew Stafford's best game of the season was when they played the Arizona Cardinals last. That was when the Matthew Stafford had played his best game, I think, of all season and the last few weeks. If Matthew Stafford plays the way I had had talked about him early in the season, the Rams could be in the Super Bowl and win the whole thing. If Matthew Stafford plays like he had kind of played in the past few weeks where he's turning the ball over, they will be out of. They will be out after week one. That's why I chose the Cowboys because I look at them as a team. I don't look at Dak as having pressure. That's what, yeah. Let me let me hold on and, then, and hold on one sec. And let me just finish on this point. That's why I chose the Cowboys. I look at the Cowboys as a whole. Their offensive line, who has been really good the past seasons, every year they're getting older. Right? Zeke's getting older. Who knows what's going to happen with contracts and whatnot? This looks like the best Dallas team. 
that I think I have seen in the past 20 seasons. And this is a Dallas team that I feel that can match up with anyone in the NFC and can win the Super Bowl. So if they stumble over a 49er team with Jimmy G, it will be on the team and the coaching. It won't be on an individual player. And the reason why I, I, Trev, I interrupted you before when you said Dak Presser, I would say Josh Allen is because here's the thing. And I, this is why I think both of you guys chose the Bills personally from my standpoint. You guys both said the AFC was wide open, right? The Chiefs are not as good as they have been, right? Here's the other thing. The Patriots right now are ripe for the picking. They still have a rookie quarterback, right? Another year with Mac Jones under this Patriot system. Another year for the Bengals with Joe Burrow to fix things up. Another year for Justin Herbert to get things right, right? Another year that the Baltimore Ravens don't have 500 injuries, right? Those teams are – some teams are in the playoffs that I just mentioned, and some teams are going to get better. This is an opportunity for the Bills to jump on the opening avenue to succeed and get to the Super Bowl. If they don't win this game and can't get to the Super Bowl – it's going to be that much harder in the near future because if you just look at the AFC as a whole, there is an immense amount of young star quarterbacks in that league. And it's only going to get tougher. And Joe, like you said, you got to get the Patriots so, now while they're me, still down because you know next year Mac Jones will have another year under his belt. He'll have more confidence. And and listen, you're home, right? You got the home game. Joe, let me, let me ask you, you this. You have the expectation of winning and getting to the Super Bowl. Let me ask you this quickly, and then we'll get into our next point about the Rams. It's about the Rams because we've talked a lot about the Rams. We've talked about a lot about Matthew Stafford this year. Do you feel like it's there's more pressure on Matthew Stafford than there is the Rams, or do you feel like there it's an equal balance between the two parties? No, I, I, well, yeah, I mean, for but in different ways, sort of, because again, you know, we assumed Matthew Stafford the way he started playing when the year got off to. Uh, the start that he did that he was going to be the difference maker and he hasn't been he just hasn't been that of late and Mm -hmm. and there's got to be a lot of concern obviously uh as you get into the postseason that you you listen they leverage so much to win this year maybe next year and then they're in trouble so again you want to talk about windows i think matthew stafford's window for being viewed as an upper echelon quarterback could close with their Super Bowl hopes. Hey, can I? Can I? I want to say one last thing, Trev. I know you want to get your point. I'll make it really, really quick. You know how we talked about the big three with Roethlisberger, Rivers, and Eli. What separates yeah. the two guys from the third guy is the Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford, if he cannot get this team to at least a Super Bowl, will fall into that category of Jeff George's. He will fall in the categories of Philip Rivers, who can't get over the great statistical quarterback. Could be a Hall of Fame quarterback, but if he doesn't get the Super Bowl, he's always going to be the what-if quarterback. And I will finish off on this. Joe, we'll have to go back to the videotape, but I believe I won the bet this year because Matthew Stafford passed for 4,800 yards forty and 41 touchdowns. Yeah, he, I know he, that was for the next week, but if we want to take the extra week out, I still think my bet of over 35. Yeah, it was, 45, it was like 4,500 4, yards and 35 touchdowns. So – a lot of empty numbers, though. <laughs> a lot of empty. Numbers. I still won the bet, and I think I got a free sub out of it. <laughs> Look, so all, let's be let's honest. Let's go do it. Let's get some subs. I'm down. <laughs> I'm always down for those subs. I'm always down for a nice oh, chicken. Yeah. Oh. I'm always down for a nice chicken farm sub. I love those subs. Those are the best subs. Anyways, let's be honest. All three of these teams. I know that like, you see all those three teams. All three of these teams face the same amount of pressure, maybe just as much than anybody in this NFL season. We're going to see what happens. It's just, you just got to play it out. Now it's a time of just playing it out. And we'll see what happens. Two of those teams got to play a division foe. And one of those teams get to play an old legendary rivalry that has been going on for the past almost 50 years since, since the NFL has started in the 49ers. So all three of these teams face the pressure. Let's just be honest. The Dallas hasn't won in 27 years. The Bills, well, they haven't been. They, it feels like they haven't been to a Super Bowl. So I don't think since I was alive. And then the Rams going all in. It just comes down to that. They all face the pressure. One of the teams that I was going to add to that list, but Ted decided because it is Wild Card Weekend, it's fair enough. Is the one seed in the NFC, 
And right now they've been having three straight years of 13-plus wins and three losses or less. So they've been at the top of the NFC. But when you're at the top of the mountain, you got to stay atop. The Packers don't find a way to stay atop. They try to find a way to falter a little, whether it's in the NFC title game the past couple of years or just not make it, or just struggling to get to those title games and getting to a Super Bowl. It comes down to this again. The road for both the NFC and the AFC are going through the frozen tundra and in Nashville, Tennessee this year. So I wanted to ask this question before the playoffs even started. Which one seed is more likely to make Super Bowl 56? Is it the Tennessee Titans, the team that nobody is giving any credit to or any respect, or is it the Green Bay Packers? Can they finally get over the hump this year, or is it going to be another disappointing performance in Lambeau? Assuming that Derrick Henry is back and healthy and that there's no issues with Antonio Brown and Julio Jones playing. Antonio Brown. AJ. Don't mess that up. My bad. AJ Brown. The good Brown. The good Brown. What could Brown Brown do for you? Yeah, I I think the Titans again. I I mean, I feel like look. I I think statistically the Packers defense is better. I like the uh, the Titans defense just as much. I think again they're one of those defenses that will bend, it won't break. They've done such an amazing job winning football games and coming up big to give themselves the number one seed. And I'm telling you, I. I, I love this the way this is going to play out where Derrick Henry's back for the postseason rush. Mm-hmm. I think that really puts the Titans really in control of their own destiny here. So, yeah, I feel like they're they're And listen, they don't have a history of losing championship games. So I'm going to say I feel like the Titans are the uh, the one of the twos. The two of the ones, uh, that's the one I'm going to pick. You know what I mean. Oh, well, of course. Ted, go on. For me, it's easy. I'm actually surprised that Joe didn't go with the Packers because of Aaron Rodgers. It's the Packers. It's it's not even close. And, Trip, I think if you had put the Packers in the first question, I might have chosen the Packers. When you make the NFC Championship game, what are we on, three years in a row? Um, it could be, yeah. They're, well, I know the last two years that I can think of. And it doesn't really matter, whatever. You can critique whatever I'm saying. But here's what it says. Aaron Rodgers is probably going to win in back-to-back MVPs, all right? Stellar season. Take away the Saints game, the first game of the season, and the game that he did not play because of COVID in Kansas City. They probably lose one or two games all season. Here's the thing. They're the number one seed again. You can't be the number one seed two years in a row. You can't have home field advantage in Lambeau and not make the Super Bowl at once. This guy is one and four in the NFC Championship games. That's a problem. When you are talked about as one of the best quarterbacks of all time, if it's four and one, we might be talking about him comparing him to Tom Brady. I'm not saying he'd have as many Super Bowls, but listen, you four is a lot better than one. And then we don't know how many Super Bowls he wins. Then you know yeah. what I mean. And he could have three Super Bowls, and Brady could have nine, and we still might be looking at Aaron Rodgers as the best quarterback ever. Because when you just watch the game of football, everything looks so much easier for Aaron Rodgers than anybody else on the field. I mean, everything just looks rookie level mad in video game ish. Okay, I mean the flick of the wrist, everything. This this Packer team. The way Joe is standing right now is the way Aaron Rodgers plays football. He's just like, okay. It's effortless, isn't it? Yeah. Hold on. I want to have some. Here's here's the other thing. This Packer team, this is the best Packer team they've had in some time. It really is. And if you look at it, here's what the other thing is. This team is getting healthy. They're getting – they just got their all-pro left tackle back, David Bacchiari. You know who else they're getting back for the playoffs? Zadarius Smith. Oh, yes. And maybe, questionably, the best cornerback in football, Zaire Alexander. They, they're getting all their pieces back. They're getting their pass rushers back. Yeah, but so is, yeah, but so is Tennessee. Tennessee gets I mean, probably... Listen, you say Tennessee. This is the problem. You don't know how healthy Derrick Henry is. He hasn't played. This is a running back. How much – how well and how – 
He doesn't have the stamina. He hasn't taken a hit yet. You don't know what percentage-wise Derrick Henry is going to be. All right? You don't know what Julio Jones is going to be. And here's the biggest question. When it all said and done, and I said it last week, and I know it's Captain Obvious, Ryan Tannehill is the quarterback. How much trust do you put in Ryan Tannehill at the end of the day if he has to make the play? I know you could say Aaron Rodgers, yeah, he's got questionable, but come on, guys. It's still, Aaron Rodgers, you put a little more trust in Ryan Tannehill. This, and as much as we started talking about this NFC all season, when we were doing the, every week our play our rankings, remember, Joe and Trev, remember like the first couple weeks it was like one AFC team and five NFC teams. We were putting the Packers, the Bucks, the Rams, the Cardinals, and then like one AFC team and the Cowboys, right? Well, guess what? If you look at this NFC, it's not as great as we all thought it was. The Bucks are falling apart injuries-wise and chaos. They're not as good as they were last year. Right, they're getting Fournette back. They're getting Levante David back, Shaq Barrett back. They're the only yeah, person they're losing. There's, there's no Chris Godwin. There's no Antonio Brown. They're yeah, not Antonio, as Brown was out, Antonio Brown was out for half of the year. Who gives a crap about that? He wasn't point? on the team last year. I, I mean, he, he was on the team last year. He was a key piece to I their know. team last year. All right? Now this, he's team not, this Super Bowl team, the Buccaneers, is not as good as last year's team. They're not no, as hungry no. because what happens is when you when you win Super Bowls, you don't get as hungry. This Packer team has to, must win the Super Bowl this year. And here's the other reason why there's pressure. This could be the last season of Aaron Rodgers for the Green Bay Packers. And that's so, why they might have the most pressure of any football team playing for the rest of the season. And if they don't win again, what is going to be what you and Trev – say or anyone else says on the radio shows and the media markets if Aaron Rodgers can't get this Packer team to a Super Bowl. Expect the, expect the best, hope for the worst. That's what happens with Aaron Rodgers. That's how it comes down. I'm going to answer this question. I'm going to kind of explain it, how I feel like, Ted, you said the AFC. The AFC is wide open. Why it could be an easier road for Tennessee? Well, Because they got home field advantage. They've dominated the Chiefs at home. They beat the Buffalo Bills at home. I don't really see another team competing and beating them at home. They get Derrick Henry back. They still had a top-five rushing attack when Derrick Henry was gone. So with Hilliard there, Ronnie Hilliard, and um, uh, Deontay Foreman, they were still delivering. They were still yeah, but who do you think had better home field advantage? I know, but they were still they were still punching you in the mouth, and they and no team had an answer for them, and they just played different at home. I know Tannehill is the big question mark. He'll be one of the major question marks of this entire postseason because, well, let's be honest. Can he get the job done? Is he Kirk Cousins, or is he um, – I'm trying to think of a quarterback that delivered – or is he Eli Manning? Is he Kirk Cousins? Is he Tony Romo? Or is he Eli Manning? That's what that's what it comes down to. Is he Phillip Rivers? Is he guys like that? I think it's an easier road. Plus two for the Tennessee Titans. I'm just giving – I'm not picking who I'm picking yet. But I think it's an easier road for the Tennessee Titans, too, than it is Green Bay. And honestly, Ted, there's no pressure, guys, on this Tennessee Titans team. I don't think you could sit here and say, oh, there's a lot of pressure on the Tennessee Titans. Not really. Because if yeah, we're but- talking about – if we're talking about the AFC – we're talking about the Chiefs and we're talking about the Bills before the Tennessee Titans. And you put in the conversation too. We got to hope that this is Derrick Henry weeks one through eight and not Derrick Henry that hasn't been playing since week nine. So you think That's it's easier to play with less pressure? I would think that if there's pressure. No, on I think, yeah, I think, I mean, there's no pressure from, I mean, honestly, can you guys sit here and be like, yeah, Tennessee has a lot of pressure. If you had to rank the pressure of t- the teams of pressure, Tennessee's not even in your top six, probably. They're probably more at the bottom, closer to the, than they are at the top, because nobody believed they were going to get there. Nobody thinks that they're going to get to the Super Bowl. Everybody has a better feel that we all think that the Green Bay Packers are going to be coming out of the NFC, just like we thought last year. That didn't happen. So, I mean, for I don't know if you guys don't agree with me, but Tennessee, I just think there's no pressure on the Tennessee Titans coming into this postseason. I just think there's more question marks in the NFC. As much as the AFC is more wide open, that's what makes it more dangerous. You, The Bengals, as much as we didn't talk about them, the Bengals are a dangerous enough team to go to the Super Bowl. All right? So are the Chiefs. So are the Bills. I think, the, as Joe has talked about them, and we talked about them earlier in the season, if the Patriots can find a way to get things done, you know, and play their football game, 
Why are they not a dangerous enough team to get this? A couple, like four or five weeks ago, we were talking Bucks patriots Super Bowl when the Patriots were the number one seed, right? There, there is. I think there is pressure on the Titans. Vrabel, the the, the Titans, Derrick Henry back. Do you believe there's pressure on the Titans? And yeah, listen, I think if you're the number one seed and you've got home field advantage and you're getting your horse back and you're going to have all your guns for your – for your Kirk Cousins S quarterback, you, yeah, there's pressure feel, on you. Do you feel like there's pressure in the sense of like the pressure that the Buffalo Bills or the Dallas Cowboys or the Packers or I the Rams think, even face? No. Listen, it's it's similar, but it's different. Again, I think if you're Tennessee, you have to look at this as a prime opportunity. What are you going to be in a, in a situation where you have the number one seed again, where you have home field over over the Chiefs again? That's I, a rare thing in this sport. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, there's a ton of pressure on that. You were not supposed to get the number one seed, right? You yeah. weren't supposed to get Derrick Henry back. So, if like we said with the Bills, if we want to go backwards to what we were talking about with the Bills with pressure is, if you're going to get it, you got to get it now, right? You're going to get your horse back. Your team seems to be sound. You're going to probably have the coach of the year in the NFL, all right? You would have probably had the MVP, Maybe in Derrick Henry if he was healthy. You're gonna get AJ Brown back. Julio is gonna be back. You're gonna those guys are gonna all be rested. If they I mean here's another question for you guys. The, I mean, Jeff, here's the thing. If the Bills win, right? The Bill and the Chiefs win, which both of us, I think all three of us expect to win, the Bills and Chiefs are playing. So that means the Titans would be playing who, Trev? A less likelier team. And if they can't beat that team at home. That's going to be a complete failure. Where the the Packers, I think it's an easier road. Lambeau Field is a different animal to play in. It's January. It's freezing. It's cold. It's Aaron Rodgers. And I don't think I've seen this Packer team play as loose and as comfortable this season that I've seen them in any other year. I just think, and Trev, you posted it early in the season when Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers had that pitcher, and it was like the last – um. The Michael last Jordan dance, show. Last dance. The last dance. I think they're playing with house money, and I think this is the best Packer team, and I think they can build off of last year's road, and I think it's a much easier road. Because I think they look at, hey, you want to bring the Rams to the Lambeau Field? Matthew Stafford can't play in Lambeau Field. The Rams can't beat me. We did, we saw that last year. They can't beat us. They can't beat what us this happens, year. What happens when the Rams beat the Packers at Lambeau in the championship game? It won't happen. What does that mean for the great Aaron Rodgers going forward? I don't even know. He'll if be beating, one in five in championship. I don't games. even know if they're beating the uh, Buccaneers in the second round if they do. I, I again, I I don't like their chances. You know, I think. Listen, if, if the 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 difference between them and the Titans, is, Tennessee is not anything special. You know, it, it's not exactly a place where no like, nobody wants to go to Tennessee. The weather's nice. Uh, the turf is good. There, there's not really any. Nobody wants to go to Lambeau. Nobody plays well at Lambeau this time of the year, including Brad. Fo uh, I was going to do it again, including Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Um, well, that's what that's what I'm going to say. Everybody wants to talk about Ryan Tannehill and stuff like, oh, well, he, well, Rodgers. What has he done for you to just say yes? I have. I know it's Rodgers, and he's amazing, and he's he continues to wow us each and every year. But what has he given you to say, oh, yeah, like I have full – I'll just tell you this. I think Aaron Rodgers has played his best football of his career this season. He looks so much more loose and just I – mean, I think last I think last year was – And I think – Trevor, you're dancing. I think this team is the best he's had since their Super Bowl. Well, this is what I wanted to I say. I this is the best defense they've had. And I know you can go back to the games and say, hey, listen, they could have lost to the Bengals, but they didn't. They could have lost, you know, to the Browns, but they didn't. I just feel like – when you start looking at teams, I think this team is destined for something great. And and at the end of the day, we're going to find out because I will tell you this. And then, Trev, I don't know if you knew the stat. Every year there's at least two upsets in the wild card weekend, usually. We'll see, so, we'll see what happens. I mean, I just think with the, the Titans, they have an easier road. I'm, I would still – I'm still going to lean towards the Packers in this sense, very close because of the fact that you have Rodgers. They've been here before. They're here every year. Yeah. Time is running up on this franchise to win now. And it's just a revenge tour as well for Aaron Rodgers. But we also got to take into consideration that is this going to be the last year 
with the Green Bay Packers? We don't know because if so, Green Bay screwed for the future because Jordan Love is no is no uh, backup plan. I mean, that's all he's going to be. He'll be a backup. He ain't going to be no starter. And like you said, Ted, they're getting all the pieces back. So for a team that's already been dominating the NFL this season to get all your stars back, that's a huge plus. I'm looking forward to both of these teams playing. It should be a hell of a lot of fun. But, Ted, you just brought up wild card weekend. There's a lot of upsets. And this weekend, well, you can see it happening starting tomorrow in Cincinnati. There is a a feel to this AFC, oh, this AFC NFC wildcard. We lost Joe for a sec. There's a feel for me that you can get majority, multiple upsets. Now, I don't know who's it going to be, but you get a feel for whether it's starting tomorrow all the way until until 1130 on Monday night. Can I, can I interrupt you for one second, though? The only thing I will say to this point is I don't look at it as upsets. The only upset that I really look – and I see serious upset is the Steelers-Chiefs game. I don't look at the Raiders. I mean, I think the Eagles Bucks would be a big upset. Well, I, I, okay, maybe that game. So those are probably the two. But the public has seemed to be on the 49ers beating the Cowboys. Now we'll see what happens. I don't think if the Raiders go into the Bengals and beat them, it's an upset. This Raiders team was six and zero in overtime this year. All right, Derek Carr and this Raiders teams has overcome every obstacle, and this Bengals team is still young. They've never been here before. Now, mm-hmm. both quarterbacks will be the first playoff game. Derek Carr has never played in a playoff game because you remember the year that they went to the playoffs, he got hurt. Well, so I don't look at that as an upset. You're going to have Darren Waller back. They got the the defense, the offensive line, the team. There's, doesn't feel like there's a lot of – yeah, like you said, there doesn't feel like there's a lot of upsets making in this because I feel like there's a lot of – And if the Bills lose, is that really an upset to their division? I feel, like I feel like there's a lot of balance in these games. I feel like there's a lot of – I mean, there's a toss-up in any of these games with the exception of the Bucks, eagles and the Chiefs-Steelers. But there are so many games to look at, and you could just say, I mean, I can't wait to just sit back tomorrow at work and, and watch these games from tomorrow all the way until Monday night. Like, it's just – this is the best – I know everybody likes to say a month ago we like, it's the best time of the year. This is for fans, for sports fans, and especially football fans, this is really the best time of the year. Also, it's the saddest time because we know we're just getting one step closer to the end of football. But this is also the best time of the year because now we get to see. We don't have to see any of the the bad. We don't have to see the terrible of teams this year. We don't have to see the middle. Of, oh, Joe just texted me. He said, we lost power. So Joe looks like he will be MIA for the rest of the show. That sucks. That's unfortunate to see. But they lost power. So maybe that speaks to where – why he was so blurry throughout the show. Lost power. Gotta love it. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. But like I just said, it's like the most exciting time of the year for football fans because it's the start of postseason. Now we get to see the best versus the best. The best. I expect a great weekend of football too. Be- yeah, of course. The best 14 teams are in the playoffs. Maybe with the exception of the LA Chargers with their bonehead decision. These are the 14 best teams in the NFL right now, and they're going to fight for a chance to win a Super Bowl ring. But I'm going to ask you, since we don't have Joe, I was curious to see what he was going to say. Which game are you most interested in in NFL Super Wild Card Weekend? I'm interested in all of them. I think every game has a certain – Yeah, well, that's uh, easy. If you had to pick – Every game seems to have a a special feeling to it. Like, I am very – and this, I'm gonna use a different word. I'm very intrigued with the Bengals Raiders game. I real, I really am. I'm, I don't know why because when you look at it, if you go back in the history, these games always the 4:30 game, that Saturday game always seems to suck. It just remember the Texans game. It just it, it, it always just seemed to be like the bat. They put that as like the worst game of the weekend there. Um, but I think that's the worst. I think the worst. I think the worst game of the weekend is. Freaking the Sunday night game. Yeah, because here's the thing. A lot of these are all, are all rematches. Yeah. The only one that wasn't a rematch is the game that I'm actually most interested in, and it's the 49ers-Cowboys game. That's the game I'm most interested in. I think that – I mean, I just – San Francisco 49ers, Dallas Cowboys, man. I just – I think about when I was a young kid growing up watching these games and 
listening to John Madden and Pat Summerall, you know, with these games with and Steve Young and Jerry Rice, and then Dion was on the ninety. And the talent, and the talent that were on both the talents that were that were both on those teams, the coaches that were on Charles those teams. Haley, who played on both teams, uh, Deion Sanders, and Jerry Rice. I mean, you just Ronnie, you yeah, guys. This started all the way. Look, this this series. I'm just gonna go off of it too because that's the game for me too as well. I, I've been I've been like. As a Giant fan, I'm, I'm salivating at this game because of – look, I was too young to really never appreciate what the Dallas Cowboys and the 49ers, San Francisco 49ers rivalry was. This stemmed all the way back to the 70s when they had championship games they were playing in. This went to the 80s, and this ended up being in the 90s. This is the first playoff game since 1995 where these two teams are going to play each other. It's a 27-year drought. Dallas leads the championship game. 95. So that's 1994 championship game. I just saw, I saw 95 the other day or yesterday. So, so I'm telling you something wrong. Well, maybe I'm, listen, I'm, I'm trying to, all I'm, I'm saying is the Cowboys lead this series five to two in the playoffs. So you were going to the same thing. I mean, the battles of the, this, of, of this rivalry, like, look, every game, Ted, you already said it too. Raiders Bengals has a, has an interesting feel to it. The, you you don't need no explanation for the night game. You're going to have freezing temps. You're going to have the AFC East. You're going to have Mac Jones. You're going to have Bill Belichick against the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen. There's no explanation needed for that game. The 1 o'clock game on Sunday could be the upset of the weekend. The Philadelphia Eagles are going to a monsoon where it's supposed to be downpour rain, heavy winds, could play in the favor of the Birds with that dominant running attack. That's an interesting game because can the Eagles upset a team like in the Bucs, like you just said, team, that that is as bringing back pieces but still missing some of those major weapons. In the night game, I don't feel intrigued by it. That's the one game I'm like, eh. If the Steelers won, okay, wow. I'd be shocked. No, that would be a big wow. Oh, yeah, that would be a massive. The, the, the only the thing that's say thinking too, about is that could be Big on. Ben's last game. Hold on. They're almost a two-touchdown underdog. It's Big Ben's last hurrah. If they win, wow, that's a huge wow. And then the Monday night game is another division fight that it's part three. It's the trilogy. Someone's going to win. Someone's going to go on and go and go on to the divisional round, and someone's going to go home, and the season's going to come to an end. Don't know who it's going to be, but I can't wait. But this is the game for me just because of the implications, the teams that are playing – the rivalry that they can renew that hasn't been happened since in 27 years, like I said. And I love this one matchup. I think if there's one match, I'm not even talking about the the teams. I'm talking about there's one specific matchup that I am looking so forward to in this entire this wild card weekend. And it's between the two unicorns. And you say, what are you talking about? Well, two of these two teams, I've been watching, these two teams have two unicorns on separate sides of the ball. One's on defense, one's on offense. They're both all pros. They both do it all, and they're probably the two best players on their teams right now. And that's Debo Samuel, receiver, running back, return man, and hell, you can even add now quarterback, Debo Samuel, against linebacker, pass rusher, cover guy, Micah Parsons. I know we're talking about games, but if there's a matchup that I cannot wait to see, and I hope that Dan Quinn – just like Kyle Shanahan will utilize these two guys to their strengths and they play each other one-on-one because these are two of the best at their game, two of the best at their positions, and two of the best this season. And they have deservingly so because they both got all-pro honors, first-team all-pro honors, as, like I said, well-deserved. So that this game has it all, has all the makings. Both have similar styles but different styles. Both like to run the football, but the way Dallas does it, I see Dallas as more of a finesse team. They like to throw the ball a lot with Dak. And then you're going to have a team like the 49ers who are going to punch you in the mouth for 60 minutes. And if you don't believe me, go ask the Rams how they fare against the San Francisco 49ers. That team is going to punch you in the mouth. They're going to throw you a lot of twists and turns, a lot of curveballs in that Kyle Shanahan offense, a lot of motions, a lot of audibles. They're going to get their players in this space. Just like Dallas and Dan Quinn has has done this year, that's another matchup that's interesting. You get the former head coach against the former offensive coordinator of the Atlanta Falcons. Last time we saw those two team two guys on the same field, I believe maybe I'm not right. I'm not gonna. Somebody could correct me. Was that Super Bowl the infamous twenty eight to three game? So we'll see about that. 
This from start to finish, you, from top to bottom, you get everything this wild card weekend. You get rivalries, you get old time rivalries, you get a, a a trilogy, two trilogies. I haven't even taken consideration that somebody's gonna go down and somebody's gonna and somebody's gonna advance. And then you got two teams like the Raiders, and you got and the, and the Bengals, two teams that haven't won playoff games. Raiders 19 seasons and the Bengals going on 31 years. Then you got a team like the Eagles going against the champs that could dethrone the champs. And then you could be seeing the last of a legendary career in Big Ben Roethlisberger. So this wild card weekend is giving us everything that we hope for as football fans. It delivered in the post, it delivered in the regular season, I should say. Will it deliver in the postseason? We can only hope. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, I mean, the expectations say, are high because, really the, wanted- because the season has given us that reason to believe that the expectations. I mean, there's are five be quarterbacks this weekend that'll be playing in their first playoff game, so you know you got those storylines of how which quarterback plays well. I mean, we're talking about interesting games. I mean, the 49ers Cowboys. I mean, you got the physicality of the 49ers. I mean, you're gonna have Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead against that Dallas offensive line. You're Just gonna have the old San Francisco. You're gonna you're gonna have Randy Gregory and Demarcus Lawrence going against Trent Williams, the best left tackle in football. You're well, gonna have George. Football. You're gonna have George Kittle going against Parsons and the linebackers and Keenan Neal. This matchup gives you everything. There's not yeah, a week. You got you a- got Trayvon Diggs, who's in a weak corner, who's gonna be probably matched up with Debo Samuel, maybe Brandon Ayuk. You're gonna have Kyle Shanahan's offense versus Dan Quinn's defense. Both, like you said, the coaching, Mike McCarthy's, you know, ability to. You know, how he runs the Dallas Cowboys that, I mean, 49ers have the sixth best pass defense against a Dallas team and Dak Prescott who likes to throw the ball, spread the ball around. It's you. I mean, here's the other thing. The 49ers are getting healthier. The linebackers are, are back. So how do they match up, you know, with Dalton Schultz and all the things that the Cowboys do? It's, it's, it's going to be a great and uh, interesting game. I'm looking forward to it because here's the thing. You can make the – the prediction that the winner of this game could go to the Super Bowl because it could really propel them. You can use this as motivation because we've seen this before. We're wild card teams. We're having that week before game. As much as it's nice to have that rest, you like the flow of continuously every week playing. Um, who you got, well, Sander? Last year, you said. I got. Year, I got I, I, listen, I'll I'll take Dallas at home in a close one, but. And I'm only saying that because all the public's all on San Francisco. And you know what? They don't build casinos and they don't build high rises with public winning money on Vegas. So if the public's all on San Francisco, I'll take Dallas in a close one, 30 to 27. Even though I think, even though I think either team can win. I saw a stat before that Jimmy G their 49ers are seven and zero when um, he doesn't throw a pick. And they're two and six when he throws a pick. And we know what the Cowboys do. They're an opportunistic defense. They cause turnovers. They make plays. And they have a cornerback that led the league in picks with 11. So either way, every game should be great and entertaining. I don't see any blowouts in any of these games. I really don't. I think the Steelers will give the Chiefs a run for their money. Juju Smith could be back this weekend. And also TJ Watt will be healthy this weekend when they play, unlike when he only played 55% of the snaps last time and I think the Steelers knowing that Big Ben even said it we got no chance to win so when you say something like that you're playing with house money go all in you got nothing to lose maybe hey listen maybe the Steelers say let's win one for the Gipper and try to get the Steelers to the second round and see what happens well last year we had the Super Bowl champs come out of wild card weekend so it's not a first time that we won't we could see it won't be a surprise and I'm just looking forward to it this season has given us everything we expected the longest season in NFL history, and it delivered unlike any other. I'm hoping that the postseason can continue the expectations, not exceed, but just continue it because if it's as good as the regular season was, we're in for a special treat for the next month or so. I also wanted to say right before, I posted some polls talking about these games, posted some polls of who do they think was going to advance in Wild Card Weekend. So the Bengals, 68%. Was an overwhelming favorite. The Bills, 62%, overwhelming. The Bucks, 85%, overwhelming over the Eagles. The 49ers and Dallas, the most interesting one that we felt this weekend, was 55 in favor 
of the San Francisco 49ers, Ted. The Chiefs, 70% over the Steelers. The Rams had a favorite 60%. And then I didn't get to say this one, but for the number one seed, the Packers were overwhelming at 85%, more likely to play in Super Bowl 56. So, hey, I just want to throw all those results. We're going to continue. I'm going to continue to be posting those each and every week. So thank you for the feedback. Thank you for the support. Looks like everybody has it. By the way, Sandra, I know you didn't hear my prediction for that Dallas game. I'm riding high with the 49ers. I'm believing in this team. I really do believe this team has something special brewing. I picked them in, in the beginning of the year to go to the NFC title game against the Bucs. If you don't want to believe me, here's the proof right there. There's your proof. I know I had the Chiefs and Browns. I was dead wrong about that one. Don't know what I was thinking about the Browns, but I do have the Bucs over the 49ers in the NFC title game. So that's still in play. Still hey, in play. and to – and to our first question that we started off the show, we, you said who's under more pressure when the playoff game. Um, right now on Twitter, on our Keys of City Twitter, Dallas is an overwhelming favorite at 89% with the Rams at 11%. No one has voted for the Bills yet. I know we haven't had that many votes, only nine. But I'll tell you, here's another thing we didn't talk about, we won't talk about right now, but the NFL Awards. I posted a poll on Twitter saying who's more deserving of the NFL MVP. We got a lot of votes on it. Right now, Tom Brady leads at 64% with Aaron Rodgers following at second at 36%. I only posted those two guys because I feel like it only comes down to those two guys. Maybe if Jonathan Taylor and the Colts made the playoffs, it would have been different. But right now, Tom Brady leads that vote. So, so we'll see what happens. It should be a great weekend. We'll be posting more on social media in the next coming weeks following all these games. We'll be doing it for the divisional championship and Super Bowl as well. Awards will be coming out. We'll talk about those down the line. But we are officially underway, ladies and gentlemen, in less than 24 hours. The NFL playoffs 2022 will officially be underway in good old Cincinnati. Can't wait to see it. Can't wait to see what's going to happen with the results of this weekend. Will there be upsets? History says there will be upsets. So I cannot wait once again for NFL Super Wild Card Weekend. Sorry that Joseph Aguirre was not available to finish the show. Hopefully him and the family get back their power. Let's all stay safe, ladies and gentlemen. We are Keys of the City. We're streaming on all social media platforms at Keys of the City. So comment, like, subscribe, or share. Enjoy football. We'll be back next week to talk more Wild Card Weekend. And then we'll start previewing divisional rounds of the NFL postseason. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are out. Yeah. To the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So, what you saying? What we saying? Prime information, facts, keys to the city. We're locking the statements. Streaming every Friday.